Welcome to the Why We Try podcast. Have you ever tried something you thought you would never do, but ended up doing it anyway? That was me. I'm Caroline Gardner, a stay-at-home mom of three who thought I would never try something like a triathlon. Until I did, and everything changed. This is a show about people who dared to try something they thought they would never do, until they did. So let's go find out why we try. Hey guys, it's me, Caroline, and this is Zone One with the Why We Try podcast. Welcome back to the show. Today, it's just you and me, so let's get it. Did you bring your favorite beverage? Did you do your homework? Did you bring it? I did. I have two actually today. I brought, it's Friday morning and we made it. If it's Friday for you, cheers. Here's my cup of coffee. Delicious. Mm-hmm. I love a good cup of coffee. And I'm bringing in a tall, dark, and handsome. He is my new boyfriend. I'd like to introduce you to my water bottle. His name is Hydrate. And uh, yeah, it's spelled H-I-D-R-A-T-E. So this water bottle is extremely, it's extremely sexy. I'm just going to start with that. Um, If you're looking for a good looking water bottle, this is something you know, and he's strong, he's heavy. Like it, it's a workout in order to lift him. Um, Paul Faust, I want to send a shout out to you. He is my accountability coach. Yes, I have an accountability coach. What do you think about that? Um, I joined the bad, the big ass, the big ass calendar club with uh, Jesse Itzler, Mark Brown and Chad Wright during the pandemic. And this journey has been a beautiful one. It's been rough. There's been some moments that have been really tough for me personally. Obviously I've talked about it before going through divorce sucks, but, um, but you got to look for the, the light that comes in and the light that has come in is actually on the bottom of this water bottle. No, (laughs) um, Paul came to an accountability meeting with us and, uh, in a zoom meeting with us. And I said, Hey, oh my gosh, what, what was the name of that water bottle? And, um, in the month of January, they gave us, every month they give you something to kind of focus on. So January was the month of hydrate. And so there were lots of people doing the challenge of, of meeting their mark on how much water they should take in for the day. And I was just fascinated by that, by that because I, I'm very good at making sure I get my, my nutrition and my, my hydration in on my bike and on my run. But outside of that, I have to admit, just like vegetables, I am horrible, horrible, like absolutely ridiculously horrible. at making sure like I'm looking at my lips right now and I'm like, yep, didn't get enough water. So <laughs> I, I need to make sure that I'm, I'm staying hydrated. This water bottle is so cool because, um, well, one, it fits in my cup holder in my car. And so being a very busy parent driving, also AKA Uber driver, I need something that fits in my cup holder, but still holds a really good amount of, of water. And that's hard to come by. So this guy is, is really good at that. Mm. Good stuff. When I put it down, it has a little battery on the bottom that you can remove to charge. It syncs with my phone. It calibrates And the app on my phone is so fun. It keeps track of how much water I'm supposed to take in daily. 
So um, you can also add, you can go into the app and say, oh, I had a cup of water at lunch and, you know, anywhere you're getting your fluids outside of that, you can be really, really good at keeping track of everything. I'm just trying to make sure I drink like three and a half of these a day, just outside of all the other nutrition and stuff that I have to take in. So it's been an adventure with him and <laughs> I'm really happy with my Mr. Hydrate bottle. He's sexy too. Let me tell you, really, there's no straw. I hate straws. So anyway, check it out. I'll put it in the notes of the show and um, yeah, hydrate. Okay. How about the last episode guys with my guest, Iron Heart, Jeremy Woodward. What did you guys think? I am blown away. This gentleman is just such a, so positive. I mean, sitting there talking to him and hearing his story and a smile and the smile in his eyes as I was talking to him. I know you guys can't see us. And by the way, I am putting all of these up on YouTube. So that's a process I'm doing. Um, and uh, it's just, it's just been a really amazing journey. This whole interview process, I've been meeting such just genuine, kind, awesome people that have really gone through some major struggles in their life. One of the things that I'm bummed about is that I didn't get the book until after the interview. So that, well, that was too bad. That was unfortunate. Um, so I did get it and I'm reading it and guys, I will put it in the notes of the show. This book is a must read. If you're a beginner, if you're coming back into the sport, if you're still in the sport and you just like need a, need some, not a little motivation, but you need to remind yourself, you know, you need to tap into the fact that you are fortunate enough to do this because not everybody is. And sometimes we can get really away from that. Like we can forget that because it's very easy to do. And this book is really good. He puts in other people's point of view, which I like, right? So, so many times um, in triathlon, it's, and I've heard it, I've heard it. I've had people tell me, I've had people that close to me tell me, this is a very selfish sport. It's just you, you know, are you doing too much? Are you getting too much into this? Oh gosh. Yes. I've heard it all. And what I can tell you is that when you read this book and you see that he puts in other people's point of view, like his wife and his very good friends, some of the coaches that he's had, and he has them quoted, you know, their internal thought about that particular moment, what was going on. His wife is very, very straightforward and they have three daughters. I get it. Like going through all that they've gone through and then he wants to do an Ironman. Ironman's like a part-time job, okay? I mean, it's not like you're gonna just go running for 30 minutes every day and be like ready to go do an Ironman. No, it's hours and hours and hours of training, preparation, mental like preparedness. You have to get yourself psyched up to go to every single training. Uh, rest. Oh yeah. We need to recover. Um, it's a big commitment. It's a big sacrifice. It's a huge sacrifice. And yes, a lot of times our family members pay the price of that sacrifice, but I can tell you this, and I can reassure you this, that when I see families driving to 
all over South Florida and even getting on planes and, and going to different states, maybe not now during the pandemic, but they were before, and I'm sure they're itching to do it again, for their kids' competitions for volleyball and soccer and lacrosse and football and all the other things that you parents out there are going above and beyond for your kid to have that experience. And then it's going to be on their resume so that when they go to college and, oh my gosh, if you take the time and energy to put into yourself, and I'm not trying to take away from the tournaments and everything that are feeding your children a social life right now, because I'm, I'm sure that that came up, like, let's reassess, is this really worth it? And for some kids it is, but when your kids don't see you as a parent, putting time and energy into taking care of yourself for your mind, body, and soul, they're not going to know how to do it for themselves when they become older. Take it from me. And may my, both my parents rest in peace, but they did not. And my mom even told me when she went to my race and she saw everything for the first time and she saw the people cheering other random people on, she understood. She was like, now I know why you're part of this. Like, I understand this and this is tough and your family might not like it. No, they didn't. (laughs) They voiced it very many, many, many times. Are you going to another training camp? Are you doing another thing? And what I can tell you is everything that I've gone through this past quarantine, especially going through a divorce right now, thank God I did all those tri-camps. Thank God I did all that time and energy and investment into myself because there are no guarantees. There are no guarantees that we're here tomorrow. There are no guarantees that your relationship is going to be there tomorrow. By the way, there's no guarantee that anything is going to be there tomorrow. So if right now is what you have, then embrace it and really sit and and think about what is your why? Why are you here? Like, what do you enjoy? He, Jeremy, puts in the book in the, in the beginning, he puts a dedication and I, I'd like to read it to you. So his book is Jeremy Woodward's story of heart failure to victory, right? And he writes, throughout my entire life, my father has been my inspiration. He has set such an amazing example for everyone that has had the privilege of knowing him. Unfortunately, several months after the rough draft of this book was finished, He lost a long and hard battle with cancer. He embodied everything that I strive to be as a business owner. If I can be half of the parent he was, my kids will have the best father ever, just as he did for me. I encourage anyone reading this to be a role model for someone, a family member, a friend, a coworker, a child. It doesn't matter. He has had a lasting impact on me and I plan to carry that leadership forward in everything I do. He lived life to the fittest and I plan to do the same. Chuck Woodward, March 8th, 1951 to May 23rd, 2015. Jeremy, I did not know that you had lost your father when we did our interview and I apologize as an interviewer for not knowing that. But at the same time, I 
I'm glad that I got this book and that I took the time to sit down and read it and to learn that. I lost my father when I was 22 years old. He had kidney failure. He had depression before that. He had high blood pressure that went untreated before that. And losing my dad at such a young age, it wasn't until I did my first triathlon where I was on the run and I had, I had actually um, been disqualified because I got out of the water. And when I got out of the water, uh, I, I didn't finish. And the lady had told me, no, no, get on that bike. And so I did. And she's like, you know, you, you came here to do this race, just go finish your bike and your run. And, and, and obviously the chip and everything, everyone's going to know that I, <laughs> I didn't finish, but she's like, everything's set up. So you might as well go. And, uh, and thank God for that official that told me to go do that. My friends were there at the end, you know, um, they saw me coming up, uh, behind them and they're like, how did you, how did you get here so quickly? And I'm like, no, I walked, I, I tried to get out there and I couldn't, and I freaked out and I cried. Um, they were like, let's go get a mimosa. And, and, um, you know, I was ready to do that, but this official said no. And, and she changed the trajectory of my life. I don't know if this official knows that. Um, I got on the bike, the bike for me, I had just learned how to ride a road bike. And this was the South Beach Triathlon. Uh, by the way, this was a sprint distance, but the water and the water that day was great. I know I had talked to Sylvia Santilli, a teammate. We just started at the same time. And she said that day, the water was great. And I just, it was great, but it wasn't great for me. And everything, the negative thoughts in my head, they just took over and I couldn't breathe. And there were so many people around me. It was just too much for me. And I gave in to that, to that second guessing. Um, when I got on the bike, everything opened up for me. I mean, to be in Miami and have the roads shut down for you? Are you kidding me? You can ride your bike anywhere you want. Who's with me? I mean, hell yeah. And I know the pandemic sucked and, you know, it, it, it did. It did. It was a horrible time. To look uh, for the good in the bad, riding our bikes around here was freaking awesome because nobody was around. And it was safe and we weren't going to die. Uh, so that's what that did for me. It, it gave me an opportunity to ride in Miami and see this beautiful, beautiful place that I decided to move to many, many, many moons ago in 2003. And it reconnected me with this place because I battled why I moved here many times in living here. It's just not Connecticut. And I grew up in a small town, was, you know, 175 in my public school system as my graduating class. Um, I, I never really used Spanish at all, <laughs> at all, uh, just in my Spanish class uh, once a week or once every other day. I don't even remember when my Spanish class was in high school. But um, this moment on my bike and then going on my run, I realized on my run I had so much emotion bottled up. Now you cannot run with music, right? So I've talked about this with Frankie Ruiz. In triathlon, you can't run with music. And I had always had music to distract me. And I finally 
Ooh, ooh, that connection was deep. So uh, I really recommend that you get Jeremy's book. Give it, uh, it's a very quick read. It's a very, it's a short book. Um, and it, it's very good in the sense that he really delivers not just his own personal experience with heart failure, heart failure, two times heart failure, um, but also the people that surrounded him. And I think that's really important because we don't get through this life alone. Um, we come in alone and we go alone, but we are not alone through the whole journey. And there's going to be a shift. There's going to be people that are coming in and out and in and out and, and that's okay. But it is important. Um, and I was just really appreciative of him and his wife and of course his friends and coaches that took the time to put their words in there because it really helped. It really helped tell his whole story and see it from every angle. So highly recommend that. Guys, the next guest I have on the show is going to be a team member. So when I first wanted to do this show, um, Gabriel Yanni, who is a very good friend of mine, a father figure, um, we started these, these bike rides after the loss of my mom. And he, oh, I didn't get emotional. Thankfully to Gabe, um, in a time in my life that I would not get out of bed. I didn't want to, to take my kids to school. I didn't want to see people, didn't want to see smiling faces. I lost my mom. It was horrible. And it was a very difficult time. Gabriel was like, Hey, you want to go for like a simple bike ride on a bike path? And I'm like, Nope, I don't want to do that, Gabe. And then he would try again and check in. And then he was like, okay, come on. Now, Gabe had just gone through quite a bit with his heart. And so he would, didn't really know what he was going to be able to do after going through a, um, a surgery for, for, stint, for stints, that he had, stints that he had put in his heart. And I was very worried about him. And he was like, listen, I got the green light. We can go for a bike ride. So I was like, okay, I got to do this. I got to go for a little bike ride with Gabe. And thank God, thank God for that. Because we did that. And then it started like once a week. And we kind of realized, you know, why don't we do this thing called um, a coffee ride where there's no pressure? Like, oh, whatever, like races and blah, you know? So we did this. It was, it was in 2018 to 2019. I lost my mom in October. So we started, I think it was like December, I want to say. December, I think it was December. Anyway, so we started these, these Tuesday rides where we would just call them coffee rides. And then some people would come. I mean, we did it at a, at a time where it was after I dropped the girls off and he had time. So it was like a nine o'clock morning, 8.30 morning uh, for an hour. And on these rides, you know, he opened up to me about the loss of his son. And I opened up to him about the loss of my dad and, and my mom. And, and it was a real true friendship that was born. And and we talked about how like 
I would love to have a podcast. I would love to have conversations with the people on the team because I really never got to know anybody on the team. Like I joined this team and we talk all the time about triathlon, but I don't really know them outside of triathlon. So lo and behold, eventually I finally mustered up the courage to, to reach out to a podcast coach and put this thing in, in motion. Um, what's up, Sebastian Rusk? Thank you for, for helping me get this off the ground. But then, you know, corn, you know, the whole pandemic hit. And so everything kind of got pushed back and hit sideways and then, well, you know, divorce <laughs> that came up and, um, that actually kind of helped propel me into just going for it actually. So, so thank you challenges in my life. Thank you for showing up exactly when you did. On the next episode, I have a very special guest and he is a team member by the name of Hughes Pichel, who I call Hugo. So if you hear me call him Hugo, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's the nickname that we call him. Um, he joined um, Alien Endurance, um, previously called Alien Endurance in July, 2015, which I didn't realize. I All this time, I thought that he had been on the team um, and doing triathlon for, for a long, long time before me, which just goes to show if you sit down and talk to the people that are on your team, in your running groups, you will be surprised, very surprised when people started and their why. He is vice president and general manager of GA Expertise. And um, he's a father of two, two beautiful girls, young ladies, I should say, because they're growing up quick, quickly. Hugo, thank you so much for joining me. Um, he is going to be in the next episode. So stay tuned, guys. Go ahead and leave uh, a review for me. I do read them and I am greatly appreciative of your time in writing those. Make sure you check out the Instagram, Why We Try Podcast. I'm also started, have started my Facebook group. So it is why we try tribe and you can find that there are going to be questions on there when you join the Facebook group, because I'm making sure that everybody coming in there is going to be about an endurance sports. It's, it's, it's that's what it's based on. Um, there's going to be special discounts and coupons and race discounts. So guys get on over there to Facebook if you're interested in um, receiving these discounts and you don't like Facebook, which totally understand, I get it, then um, you want to go to the website, www.whywetrypodcast.com and enter in your information there so that you can be part of the email club. And that basically is just going to be um, a blog that's going to come to you, also going to have all those other discounts by being part of either the email or the Facebook group. So thank you guys so much. I had a wonderful, wonderful time with you today and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Get out there, get moving and redefine your why in all that you try. Have a great one, guys. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Why We Try podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. We sure do appreciate it. Until next time.